everyone. We are going to Chazer. I'd like to welcome all of our listeners and viewers from Torah anytime, as well as from Shas Illuminated. So this week we learned Simon Kuf Nuntes, Sif Yud Dalid, all the way through Simon Kuf Samach, Sif Yud Beis. So we'll discuss a few interesting halachas that came up over the week. Here we go. So we started with Sif Yud Dalid. Yud Dalid, till almost the end of Simon Kuf Nuntes, was discussing basically the halachas of Mikvois, where can I table my hands, which we spoke out many times. You can do Nitilasidayim, you can wash your hands from a cup, or you can do Tevilasidayim, stick your hands into a kasher or mikvah. So a few different halachas we spoke out, and one of them is very negeya to Tevilas Kalim also. Where can I table my cleat? So the halacha is that a mayon, a spring, Water that's sourced from a spring is kosher bezeichelen, even with flowing water, it's kosher. A mikvah, water that's sourced from rainwater, from megishamim, that's only kosher bezeichelen, when it's not moving, stationary water. If it's flowing, it's possible. A mikvah is possible bezeichelen. So, if you have a mikvah in a, in a mikvah, in a room, so there is a bar, in the building is a bar, and the water is not flowing, therefore it's kosher. If you have a flowing river or a flowing, just a, a naturally sourced spring, if the river is sourced from a spring, it's going to be kosher, even though it's flowing because it's sourced from a spring. What if you have a river that's sourced from rainwater? Melting snow from the mountains creates a river and that's flowing. That would be puzzle for Tvila. It's a puzzle to table your goof in there. Puzzle for Tvila's Kalem. And also puzzle for Tvila's Yedayim. Because it's rainwater, it's Megis Shamim that's flowing, that's Zeichlin, that, that would be puzzle. And now an example would be the Lakewood Lake. Let's talk about the Lakewood Lake. So the Lakewood Lake is really the Metaconk River. It's a river that's sourced from springs many miles west, northwest. And it flows all the way out into the bay. You can look on Google Maps, you can check it out. And the Metaconk River technically would be a kosher for Tvila, kosher for Tvila's Bufay, kosher for Tvila's Kalem, kosher for Tvila's Yadayim. However, the halacha is that if you have a river and it's sourced from spring water and then it rains and because of the rain it gets wider, the new parts that were created from the rainwater, those parts are possible for Tvila. Therefore, the Lakewood Lake, for example, there are certain parts of the lake that get wider when it rains, and certain parts, certain seasons of the year get a little bit wider, it's from rainwater, those areas would be possible for Tvila. So if you go out onto the dock and you stick your kalim into the water in the middle, that's fine. You want to put your hands over there in the middle, that's fine. But if you want to put it by the edge, you have to speak to someone who knows, a competent rub in the area, who knows the different areas of the lake, which parts are kosher for Tvila, which parts are not kosher for Tvila. That was the first halacha we spoke out, halacha lamaisa, which comes out that when you want to go to a, a lake, someone's benazmanim, very, very common phone call I get. Benazmanim, someone calls up, they have a grill, they want to, they want to table the grate, where can they table it? Can I table it in the river? So it depends. Where's the river source from? Is it, is it rainwater that's coming off of the mountains? Or is it spring water? And usually you'll have to ask a local or someone that knows the answer because it's difficult to determine that. Sometimes you can look on Google Maps and see where it comes from, but that would be that. Another example we spoke out was the Kenesco Reservoir. The Kenesco Reservoir is a huge, it looks like a lake, it's really a reservoir. It's north of White Plains, New York, and that is the reservoir for all of the water, or most of the water in New York City. And in that reservoir are fish and copods. Copods are the famous bugs that were found, if they were found, in the New York water, which we'll talk about in a moment. So that lake, it looks like a humongous lake. You can go fishing, you can go boating on that lake. You can do water sports in that lake. It's humongous. 
Can you table in there? Can you table your hands in that lake? If you're on a boat and you want to eat bread, can you just put your hands in the lake? So the answer is no, you can't. Why not? Because even though the lake is humongous, you would think that it's sourced from underground from springs. Really, it's not. 98% of that lake is rainwater. They built a dam that's 300 feet high, 1,200 feet wide. And they caught all of the rainwater coming down from the mountains and in order to make water available for New York City. Since it's rainwater, it's only going to be kosher by if it's stationary. And the Matthias is, at the bottom of that lake they have a huge pipe which sucks out 1.2 billion gallons of water every single day in order to supply New York City with water. And since all that water is going out, that would give the lake the status of Zeichelen, flowing, and it would be possible for Tevilas Gufay, possible for Tevilas Kalim, and possible for Tevilas Yadayim. You cannot table anything in the Kananska Reservoir. And this brings out, sometimes you see a lake and it looks like a humongous lake, for sure you can table in there. Really, you have to do some some research to know which lakes are kosher and which lakes will not be kosher for Tevila. Now, once we were on this topic, so we used the opportunity to discuss the bugs. So we all remember many years ago there was a discussion, the Machlekes between Rebelski and Rebdeva Feinstein's Zatzal. Rebdeva Feinstein held that the water in New York needed to be filtered because of the bugs in the water, and Rebelski held it did not, it, the water was kosher to drink as is. So, besides the Hilchos Telam, the regular Shilas, which is, first of all, were the bugs near Le'enayim? Rebelski held they weren't, they were too small, and Rebdeva Feinstein held they were near Le'enayim. Okay, that was one Machlekes. Another machlekes was, was it considered a mid hamatzai? Even if the bugs are near Le'enayim, is it a mid hamatzai that there would be bugs in your cup? Only things that have a mid hamatzai of Telam require you to check it. If there are bugs there, if there's no mid hamatzai, you don't, don't have to check it. So Rebelski held it was not a mid hamatzai, and really it depended which area you were, certain areas based on the pipes, the bugs would get stuck in certain areas were free of bugs, certain areas had bugs. And the Feinstein held it wasn't Mir Hamatzai. Okay, that was two two different shilohs that were really localized for Hilchos Telon. The third shiloh, though, which is related to what we're talking about right now, was the following: the halacha is not so well known, but Mefurish Shigemar and Chulun, and also Mefurish Halacha and Yeradeya. The the Torah says that Kol Whatever has fins and scales and Yamim and the Chalim, you could eat. If it does not have fins and scales, then you can't eat it. Darshan. What if it's not a yam or nachal or a nachal, a different body of water like a bar, a pit of water, of rainwater that is accumulated in the pit is no longer, it's not considered a nachal or a yam. There, anything which grows from that water, a bug which comes from that water, does not need snapper for Even without fins and scales, it's kosher to eat unless it leaves the water. Once it leaves the water, it's considered parshu, it left, and then it's also to eat. But in the water itself, it would be mutter to eat. These bugs would not be a problem. How do you determine if it's yamim or nechalim, or if it's a bar? How do you determine if the bugs are not kosher, because they have no fins and scales, or they are kosher because it's not a yam or a nachal. So the Gemara says that the place can say there are two different variables. If it's noivim, spring water, and meishchin, which is flowing, zeichelin, noivim u meishchin, that's a yam or a nachal, and that the bug in there would be no good, would be treif. If it's megishamim, it's not noivim, it's rainwater, and it's ashbeirin, it's stationary, it's not meishchin, stationary water, a regular classic mikvah, or a puddle of water, the rains, there's a puddle on the floor, it's rainwater and it's stationary, bugs in there are kosher. Unless they leave the water, if they come from the water, if they are born in the water, they're kosher. If it's rainwater, but it's flowing, 
That already is a machlekes. The shach is machmer. It's a machlekes. So anything which is flowing, we're going to be machmer not to eat the bugs. The shach is machmer. If it's stationary and it's rainwater, then we can eat the bugs. So Rodovan Feinstein held that the Kenansko Reservoir, even though 98% of it is rainwater, 2% of it was spring water, and somehow that gave it a din of noivin, and already the bugs in there were no good. Besides that, since 1.2 billion gallons of water were leaving every day through the bottom, it also had a status of moishchen, and therefore it's noivin and moishchen, the bugs were possible. If there are bugs, and they're nearly naim, and it's mid hamatze, you would have to check your cup for bugs, otherwise you can't eat it, which would mean filters. However, Rebelski held no. Rebelski held 98%, the vast majority of the Kenanska Reservoir was rainwater. Rainwater is not noivin. Also, it was as burned, it wasn't moving. Now that which water was leaving through the bottom, this I did not have a chance to check up. I don't have the safer, I did not have a chance to check it up. And I haven't seen it in a couple of years. I think what he says is that the that which the water goes out on the bottom, it's done, it's a man-made thing with locks and you have to basically open and close it. And it's not natural, it's not always open and it will not give it a status of Meishkin or Zeichlin. I don't remember 100% what he says, but he does somehow wiggle out of that problem and he says that the bugs are okay to eat. So that's what's related to our discussion. Even though it looks like a regular stationary lake, we know that the water is moving on bottom. Even though it looks like it's naive and it's spring water, it's not so posh, it's really mostly rainwater, and that affects the halacha of the bugs, it affects the halacha of the tvila in there, and that was that. That was what we discussed at the end of Simon Kufnan test. Another halacha we discussed at the end of Simon Kufnan test was what bracha do you make when you table your hand? The Mechaber said, If you dip in your hands, you don't make al tvila sidaim. The bracha is al natila sidaim. The mitzvah was natila. It happens to be kosher with tvila, but the mitzvah was natila. That's the bracha. The Ramah says, Some say you make a bracha al tvila sidaim. That's the Ramah says, Mishabruz Machriya. It depends. If the water that you're dipping your hands into is kosher water for natila sidaim, you happen to be doing tvila, but the water is kosher for natila, then you're making a bracha al natila sidaim. If the water is puzzle for Natila and it's only kosher for Tvila, then you're going to make a bracha al Tvila Sidaim. Example. Example would be something which we saw later in the week in Kov Samach Siv Tes. Salt water. My Malukim. Salt water which a dog cannot drink from, which is water from the ocean, is not kosher for Natila Sidaim. You cannot use it to pour on your hands. However, the ocean is a kosher mikvah. Someone could table in the ocean. They can table their kalim in the ocean. So, if you were on a boat and you wanted to stick your hands into the ocean, you can do that, but your bracha is going to be al tevila sedayim and not al natila sedayim. Since the word is possible for natila, but only kosher for tevila, then the bracha would be, according to the Mishabura, al tevila sedayim. That was the end of Simakuf and test. Simakuf Samach discussed which water is kosher for natila sedayim. So if Aleph said water that had a shine mara, the water that the color changed, possible. And there was an interesting discussion here. It said, if you have dirt in the water, so that's not called a shine mara. Why is dirt not called a shine mara? This is normal. Normal water has dirt in it. Also, if you wait, it's going to, uh, it's going to clear up. It will settle to the bottom and will clear up. Two reasons why dirt in the water is not a problem. First reason, normal water has dirt. Second reason, well, if you wait, it's going to settle, so it's kosher even now before it settles. So the Milchaz Yitzchak has a tshuva, he says, nafkamina for the following. He says, when you take water out of the faucet, sometimes you'll have a lot of white stuff at the top. And that white stuff comes from the water pressure, eventually it settles and goes away. 
Do you have to wait for that white to settle before you pour the water from the Tilas Adayim or not? So the Minchat Yitzchak says, it depends on these two Svaras. If the Svara, why dirt is not a problem, because Derech Gidol Hamayim, that's the way of water to have dirt. It's not the way of water to have white stuff in it. Regular water is clear. So then you have to wait for the white stuff to settle. However, if the Pshat is, because Saifai Lotzel, Darkon Lotzel, then even now, before the white stuff settles, since we know it's going to settle, you can use it now the way it is. You don't have to wait. That's what he learned. Even though that's what he learned, others argued, there's from Zalman, Rabbi Yashif, they held that, no, this is not called a Shinya Mare at all. This is a Mare Haragil. This is a regular, this is a regular Mare. Ain't the next of Shinya Mare. Shinya Mare Halavan, Ain't a Machmash Nasabhem Tseva El Chazusa, but Alma Machmash Halacha Shibetinoiris. This is just a. From the water pressure, it creates this image, but it's not really anything in there that changes the color, and it's not really considered a shinimara, and you can use it as is, regardless of which svara is the svara for offer vitit, and that is how many are noyeg. They don't wait for it to settle. One thing which we discussed in this year, which I don't have a good mahalach for, was that if you have sometimes a rusty color in your water in the house, um, can you use the water? It would seem like you can't. It's a shinimara in the water. So what do you do? Is there an eitzah? Well, if you run the water for a while, many times it will turn clear. Um, I don't know. Maybe there are maybe there are svaras to be mako, but I'm not familiar. It could be there are svaras. I'm not familiar what they are. Okay, that which they put fluoride or other chemicals, chlorine in the water. If that's normal drinking water, that's fine. That would not be an issue. Either way, the color doesn't change from that. Now the next halacha was sib base. Sib base was if you do malacha with the water, it's possible. It's considered mayim shayvchim water that's ready to be thrown out. Any malacha will make the water possible. If you use the water to cool something off or to heat something up, that also would make it possible. For example, common case, you take a baby bottle, a cup of hot water, put the bottle into the cup in order to heat up the baby bottle. You take it out. That water cannot be used for an atil ashidayim. It's mayim she malacha. That malacha was done with it. It's possible for an atil ashidayim. If you have, interesting, it says here that if you, the Mishaburah spoke out, that if you have fish that you're keeping alive in the water, that would not possible the water, because you're not doing anything positive for the fish, you're just keeping a status quo, you're keeping it alive, that would not possible the water. So if you do have a goldfish, you could take out the goldfish and use the water, that would not be a problem, unless the water is disgusting to the point where uh, animals can't drink from it, or it's completely moss, but otherwise, that technically would be kosher. Later in the simon, we discussed the halacha of hot water. The Mechaber Paskin is a Machlegis, two days, two, two gears, not gears, I'm sorry, two Lashonis in the Gemara, in Chulim. The Mechaber Paskin is even 110 degrees, which is Yad Shaletis Behem, the Chumrah, or Moshe Shita, and Elchel Shabbos, 110 degrees. You, according to the Mechaber, can use it. Mishra Brewer brings down Yesh Machmirim not to use it. Therefore, he says, you should wait till the water cools off, till it's Peshrin, wait till it's no longer Yad Shaletis by. And Bahem, and then you can use that water. Later on, we had halacha of Sif Yud Aleph. Any sort of suffix, someone had to suffix if they did the Tilas Yadayim properly, if the Kali was good, if the water was good, if they even washed their hands. Not sure, suffix, they're a barn in the Haka or Mako, you can eat the bread, no problem. However, Zakta Machaber, Yesh Mishaimer, Yesh Aimer, what's the Lashan? Yesh Mishaimer. If you have other water, wash your hands. Make it your business to find other water. Someone who's not machmir, a machpid on the tilas yadayim, bring the day anios. And therefore, even though technically, halachically, not mechoyev, but you should try to find other water if you have any sort of suffix in your tilas yadayim. 
Now, a suffolk, if you have a shear, if you have a revius in the water, that even the chathili you shouldn't use to wash your hands, because that's a suffolk chasar and which you should be able to figure out. All the other ones, technically, you can even go the chathila, wash your hands, you're not sure if the kli is kosher, you can wash the chathila. However, like the Mishnah spoke out, one should make it their business to try to find um, kosher water and do it properly, because otherwise, chasar shalom, it can bring lidei anias. We do find by Hilchas Lulav and Shafer, if someone the Supik, if they heard Lulav or if they heard Shafer, over there the Mishabura says Supik they're born on the Hakal and you could be Makal, and we don't find over there the Mishabura, even the Machaber saying, if, well, if, well, if it's easy, go try to, to go try to hear Shafer again or to shake Lulav again, which is interesting because usually by Darabana, I'm sorry, I'm specifically talking about the second day. Second day Yantif where it's Darabanan. When Lulav is Darabanan, Shafer is Darabanan, second day Yantif. Over there, Suffolk Darabanan, if you're not sure if you did it, you could be Makal, which is interesting because generally we find by Mitzvah Darabanan, where it's Efser Levrure Bekal, where you could figure out the Suffolk easily, or here where you could just pick up the Lulav again, you would think that you should do it, but the Mishabur there is Sasam, that if you're not sure if you shook a Lulav or her Shafer, second day Yantif, where it's only Darabanan, one could be Makal. The last discussion we had. Was Sifyid Beis? Sifyid Beis, we discussed the halacha of snow. And snow is a Mishnah about it, using it for Tvila's Gufa, for a mikvah. It's Machlekes in the Rishayim, if snow is referring to after you, Achasher Riskan, when you made it into liquid, or even when it's in its snow form. So for Natilas Yadayim, it's for sure no good. For Tvila's Yadayim, to dip your hands in it, do you have to first melt it, or you could even dip your hands into snow? So over there, the base Yasef is Machriya and Yerdeas Mereish Aleph. After the Araya says, Machmer, the Rabbana is Mekel. And then in Shochan Aruch, he goes and says just the opposite. For Tvila's Gufay and Simon Reish Aleph, he's Mekel. Here in Kuf Samach and the Tvila's Yedayim and Arachayim, he's Machmer. Doesn't make sense. It's Shver. So the Shach is Ma'ir this. The Magan of Ram is Ma'ir this. Hakaponim for Tvila's Gufay were Machmer, the Araya says, with the Rabbana, the Shach had Chak, then we're going to be Mekel. Therefore, for example, Tvila's Kalim. If you want to table your kli, and you want to table in the snow, if it's a kli that's metal, which is mechuyiv and tefillah midaraisa, you can't do that. You can't table in snow midaraisa. Midarabonon, glass, which is only mechuyiv and tefillah midarabonon, that bishasad chak, the chokmas adam writes, you could table it in snow only bishasad chak. However, so too, or so too, tefillah yadayim, which is derabonon, also bishasad chak, when there's no water and you can't be merasek it. By Tfilas Kalim, you can't be Marasik, it's not gonna work, it's not gonna be a kosher or a mikvah. Over here, be Marasik and wash your hands with a kli, what's the problem? So if you can't though, for whatever the reason is, then it would be kosher Tfilas Yadayim with this note, your bracha would be a Tfilas Yadayim, not al Tfilas Yadayim, because you can't use it for Natila. I would think that would be the bracha. I think, al Tfilas Yadayim, I think you can't use the snow to pour like this, unless you would melt it, unless you wanna say, that which you could melt it, so technically it is kasha for Natila, so maybe you could make a bracha on Natila. I don't know what the bracha would be if you would table your hands in snow, um, but that would be the lacha for tabling your hands and for tabling a glass kli b'shasad chak. However, one should keep in mind that you have to have a paskin, even though it's machlekis, Mishabura did bring down, the Mechabra brought down an opinion that you don't need 40 sa for tefillah yadayim, we could be more makal, that a mikvah would be kasha even less than 40 sa, a puddle on the street less than 40 sa, you can fit your hands in there, you can do it, but don't pass them like that, the chathchila for sure not, the chathchila you definitely want to have 40 sa, and the way to calculate 40 sa with the snow is very complicated, because the density of the snow may depend on the temperature outside, and the temperature when the snow came down, and if it's like a use, you're like skiing somewhere, then no problem, don't, don't worry about it. You're on, the, you're on the slopes and you have your 
tuna sandwich in your pocket, take off your gloves, stick it in the snow, okay, I hear it. But if you're not there, you want to go into your backyard, it may depend how much snow there is. It could be complicated, so it might not be so practical. And that is that. Okay, we'll stop here. Everyone should have a wonderful, wonderful week. We will go right there tomorrow. Simon Kov Samach. We are in the middle of Yud Beis. Tomorrow's year will not be live. I will pre-record it and post it for everyone. Everyone should have a wonderful week.